by showing you actually the latest satellite picture. And it's time for slow news. Each week we will talk, uh, take a deeper look on one issue not widely covered in international agenda. An underreported topic you should know about. Mario Braga and Cici Arigi are with me in the studio now. Cici, what's today's topic? Tonight we are going to talk about Haiti. After a six-month-long process, the peacekeeping troops of the United Nations left the country earlier this month. And why is that a big deal, Mario? Well, Pierre, the operation in Haiti, called Minustar, was the only peacekeeping mission in the Americas. Over 2,000 civilians, police and military troops were sent to Haiti, 70% of them being from the South American countries of Brazil, Chile, Argentina and Uruguay. The name Peacekeepers is because their mission was to create the necessary conditions for lasting peace in the country. And that's what they have been trying to do for the past 13 years. The mission started in 2004, after President Jean-Bertrand Aristide had to go to exile due to an armed conflict. But the UN has been in the country since 1993, with previous missions. The Caribbean island has also been hit by a massive earthquake in 2010 and multiple hurricanes. This CNN report, for instance, gives a sense of how bad things were after Hurricane Matthew last year. Hurricane Matthew was the strongest storm to hit Haiti in half a century, a country still reeling from the 2010 earthquake. Thousands are without power and communications have been down, making it difficult for officials to make contact with those affected. According to the UN, more than one million people have been affected by the disaster. On top of that, for the past two years, Haiti has suffered with another political crisis, and even the election of a new government did not put an end to it. Haitians protested last month in the capital city, Port-au-Prince, and there were violent clashes on the streets, as BBC reported. These protesters demanded the resignation of the current president, Jovenel Moyes. This happened after the opposition criticized the national budget, claiming it does not favor the poorest. So this is the context the peacekeepers are leaving behind when ending this mission, which has been surrounded by a lot of controversy. But why is that, Sissy? Well, for starters, some peacekeepers have been accused of sexual abuse in Haiti. According to an Associated Press article published in April, at least 134 soldiers from Sri Lanka exploited nine children in a sex ring in the first three years of the mission. Of those accused, 114 were sent home, but none ever imprisoned. And another issue that also raised controversy is that the Blue Helmets were blamed for a cholera outbreak in 2010 that has killed over 10,000 Haitians. The UN spokesman Fahan Haq actually admitted the responsibility in 2016 after years of denial. In partnership with the Haitian government, the UN has been heavily engaged in cholera eradication since the 2010 outbreak. But over the past year, the UN has become convinced that it needs to do much more regarding its own involvement in the initial outbreak and the suffering of those affected by cholera. The United Nations peacekeeping mission in Haiti also demanded a lot of resources. Minusta costed $345 million in total. The United States paid 28% of the total budget. According to Al Jazeera, the decision to shut down Minusta comes as the U.S. looks to cut its funding of U.N. peacekeeping missions. And what is the current situation of the country? Haiti has the worst human development index in the Americas, with more than 70% of the households without basic sanitation. 
also the illiteracy reaches 40% of the population. In that context, there is some concern in the international community. Does Haiti really have the conditions to maintain peace and order by its own means? Is it the most appropriate time to withdraw the peacekeepers from Haiti? Well, the fact is that the Blue Helmets started leaving Haiti in April, and the last troops left in early October. Now, the United Nations is still offering some sort of assistance to Haiti, but in another manner. It's implementing a mission focused mainly on justice support. The Minus Just will initially take place for six months until April 2018. About 1,300 policemen are taking part in it. That is around half of the personnel that Minus Star had. And the objective of this new mission is to form and train the agents of the Haitian National Police. This is important because the country demobilized its army in 1995 to prevent a new military coup. The National Police of Haiti was just created earlier this year and has only 13,000 agents to warranty the safety of about 11 million inhabitants. It does look like a delicate situation. Yeah, that's right, Pia. Uh, to have a better sense of the situation there, we talked to Harold Hughes, a student of the Journalism Mundus program. She worked with Haitian refugees in the neighboring country of Dominican Republic for two and a half years as a volunteer in the Peace Corps. I talked to her, and let's listen now to our conversation. How would you describe the social and political current situation in Haiti? In Haiti, I... Haiti is very difficult because... It's the only successful slave revolt in the Western Hemisphere, which is something amazing in itself that there is no other country in the Western Hemisphere that did that successfully. Um, and because of that, I think Haiti has just received a lot of hate, I guess, in the simplest way to put it, from other countries, especially France, from Spain, from the United States. They have just put so many sanctions on it. They have tried to influence elections, overthrow governments, and really influence it in certain ways. And now that Haiti is kind of getting its own footing, I can see a lot of chaos currently, but they seem to be heading in the right direction as they are gaining control of their own country, which is really cool to see. Um, but unfortunately, they've been hit by so many natural disasters recently, and they have such a bad infrastructure already that all these natural disasters just take away from that, especially with the government, and they don't have the control or cooperation that they need. What the sense you get from the refugees and the immigrants? What do they think about their country? How do they see their country? The Haitian immigrants I lived with hated being called Haitian because the way that Dominicans said that to them was a way to take away that them being Dominican in a way. It was used as an insult to call someone Haitian. And it meant, you know, dark skin, you're ugly, you're stupid, you don't. Just every bad thing you can say to be that word. So a lot of people try to distance themselves from it, even though they still celebrated their culture in terms of the food and they still spoke the language, but they saw it more as um, a bate culture, which a bate means a sugarcane community. So I lived in the middle of all these bates. There were a bunch of them all together, and they're all the same. So they saw it more as, oh, no, I'm a batellero, I'm from the bate, I'm not Haitian. So they really try to distance themselves from it, especially there's like the eth ethnic cleansing going on right now in the Dominican Republic of Haitians. And there's, I don't know the current number, but there are 100,000 stateless people, and they're primarily Haitian. So it's not very good. <laughs> and then you mentioned chaos, you mentioned lack of infrastructure, there's the, the kind of Uh, discrimination against them. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the role you perceive in the peacekeepers' mission in Haiti, and do you get any sense of how they feel about the troops? Um, so 
I, of course, working for an international organization, I believe, of course, aid is always helpful. But I question to what extent. Where I saw, I wasn't aware that the UN peacekeepers were from the military, where I know a lot of people see that as military occupation then, which is can be very questionable. Um, and I know that um, with the UN peacekeepers especially, I'm not sure if they necessarily are leaving a good reputation or legacy behind um, as there are I've read countless stories of you know sexual abuse or unwanted pregnancy or just anything from that and then also the UN is responsible for bringing cholera to Haiti so it doesn't matter how many schools or hospitals they built because the people still perceive them as the monsters who came and you know raped their women or whatever so yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I understand the reasoning for the UN wanting to go because it is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. They do need help. But I'm not sure if having peacekeepers there was necessarily the best decision. Despite these downside effects you're mentioning, do you think that Haiti is ready to see the peacekeepers leaving their country and be by their own? I think they are, but I'm not sure if their reasons are correct because I know they... They always saw it as military occupation and not necessarily agreeing with them, so I think they're happy to see them go for obvious reasons, but I'm worried about the long-term effect of them leaving because I they've been there th since 2004, so that's you know qu quite a good chunk of time that they were there and became a daily part of life. So, I mean, I can see it being in good faith, that they, hopefully the UN is doing this for the right reasons. They think that Haiti is ready to take control of their own government again and keep the peace in a certain way. Um, so I think the people are definitely ready for to, sh the, to be shown that they are ready, finally, because they've just been spat on for centuries now. We just listened to Harold Hughes and her local perspective about the shutdown of a peacekeeping mission in Haiti. Planet Mundus, the word in Aarhus. Every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. and online.